the board housewife the next day by Pitiless. I had a very bad Sunday. I got up, had a hot shower, and tried to straighten out the events of yesterday in my mind. It was surely getting pretty rough, but I wasn't sure at all what to do as I couldn't figure out how Tom will react if he was to find out about the photos that Gloria and Dave kept at home. Without being able to clear my mind all day, I was trying to pretend of everything being fine. On the other hand, Tom seemed very cheerful. He even repaired the fence that was broken in a couple of places, which I'd been asking him to do for over six months now. Sunday night, I couldn't fall into sleep. When I finally did, I had a very disturbed one. I dreamed of myself being a slave to Mona and Tom while Gloria was humiliating me over and over again with every possible way. I woke up swept. I looked at the wall clock. It was 9.30. Good Lord. At weekdays, I always get up at 8 to prepare breakfast for Tom and the kids, but it seems that the day before had been exhausting to me. As I turned and placed my feet on the floor, I saw a paper on my dresser. I picked it up and it said, Honey, I have a late meeting. It might take a while. Kisses, Tom. That was really strange as Tom never stayed late at work. He always managed to arrange things so that to be back home on time for evening supper. Of course, once or twice a year it would happen, but he usually would mention it at least a week before. This time he hadn't mentioned anything. Not being certain on what to think, I started going over the daily routine of putting up the house and preparing the meal. At some time, I realized that it was already 12.45. I just remembered that Gloria had instructed me to bring her the family photos that we had taken for the Christmas cards by 1.30. I run to the door, then realized that I was dressed in jeans and a t-shirt. I ran upstairs and changed into a skin-tight sweater, suntan pantyhose, high black heels, black stockings, and a knee-length skirt. By the time I got into the car, it was already 12.55. Damn it, I won't make it. It was a 10-minute drive to the mall, but I was stuck behind a bus, so I got there at 1.10. I practically run in a frenzy to the Photoshop, only to find another customer was just there before me. It took him another 10 minutes to get the information on the new camera he wanted. I got my photos and left without waiting for the change. I got in the car again and looked at my watch. It was 1.22. If I am a bit lucky, I might make it. But I wasn't that lucky. It took me exactly 10 minutes to drive back to Gloria's house. At 1.32, I was knocking at her door. A couple of minutes passed, but nobody came. I called her waited for her for another two or three minutes. Then I thought that she probably forgot the whole thing and turned back towards my car. Where do you think you're going, bitch? Gloria was at her back door shouting at me. I started speaking. I thought before the words were out of my mouth, I was told to shut up. You're late. You know that, don't you? I nodded. You will be punished properly for this. Come on in. I started sobbing, but I went in somehow unstable. As soon as I got in, I was told to strip except for the heels and stockings. I was directed to the basement. I went down and, as if an instinct, I went straight to the corner where I had spent the two nights two weeks earlier and where there was a blanket covering one wall. Underneath, 
which there were dozens of pictures of myself. Some of them I already saw last Saturday, but there were new ones added from those taken that evening in front of the tree. She has learned her corner, hasn't she? I turned my head and saw Gloria and Paula coming down. Gloria has just spoken up, and they both laughed at her sarcasm. I was sobbing in humiliation. Tears rolled down my face. Did you bring the family photos with you? Paula asked. I nodded, and at the same time, I was thinking that Paula wasn't there on Saturday, so Gloria must have told her. She walked towards me. Give them to me, she commanded. As she approached me, I noticed she was wearing my necklace, the one she got from me in the auctioning that Saturday that my nightmare begun. I tried to open my handbag, but confound as I was, I was trembling. As a result, my handbag slipped and everything in it had fallen down onto the basement floor. Both women left a long burst of hysterical laughter. I went on to my knees to start gathering my things back, but as I reached for my lipstick, that was the closest object to me. Gloria stepped onto my hand. She pressed with her foot my hand onto the cold cement basement. I was in real pain, but I kept silent. Leave it as it is, you moron, she said. There are other tasks for you in the basket right now. Stay on your knees, Paula added. The position a slut like you should always take. Paula then moved and stepped over my other hand, but she used her spike heel. She was pressing very hard. A photo album was then presented to me. Gloria spoke again. Listen carefully, bitch. Fill this album with photos. On the left-hand side, your family photos. On the right-hand side, your naked photos. Then explain in the ten pages at the end of the album your double life. A good housewife and a slut fucker. That makes us a huswife. They both laughed. Make sure you fill all ten pages and keep your letter size small. I see you have a pen. Follow the orders accurately and finish in no more than 30 minutes, you little hussy, or... And by that, she grabbed my hair and pulled it back so that I had eye contact with her. The pain on my hands had become unbearable, and the pain on my hair added to it, so I screamed. Gloria smiled for a moment, then again she said in a stern voice, Or what, you bitch? I will be punished, I said in a low voice. Speak up, cunt, she yelled and pulled my hair even more harshly. I will be punished, I cried. I see we're making some progress, she said, and both women laughed cruelly. Then they stepped off my hands and started going towards the stairs, but Paula returned. Give me that watch of your slut, she said. I could move my hands with difficulty due to the long pressing onto the base, so it took me a while to lessen and hand over my watch. She took it, took also my handbag, and went upstairs. Twenty-eight minutes are left, I heard her saying from the top. I was trembling in shock, but I wasn't sure if it was due to the cold basement, the cruel degradation, or the excitement I was feeling. I was ashamed, but I was excited. I crawled to where my family photos were, then back to a pile of photos of me, same as the ones on the wall, and started filling the album as quickly as I could. It turned out that I had to put in some 50 photos of each kind. I had no idea how much time had passed. I started describing my double life. 
housewife on the left-hand pages, slut on the right-hand ones. It was so humiliating. I was crying all the time, and I wet the paper twice. By the time I had finished page three, the door opened and Gloria and Paula came. As I was to find soon, Mona was also with them. I was trying to write as much as I could, but Gloria quickly came over me and stepped on my right hand, the one with the pen. This resulted to a blot on the paper. Time is up, Gloria said. Paula stepped again on my left hand, pressing with her foot using her spike heel, and then took the album. What have we got here, she said. Only three pages? My, 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 is she a useless slut or what? If she wasn't useless, she could have kept her husband happy, said Mona sarcastically. I was surprised, mostly because of her being there at a time that the school was open, but also because of what she said. Hello, little Joan, she continued, keeping up the demonstration of your incapacity. The three women burst into laughter. Go over under the lamp where we can all see you, Gloria commanded, as she and Paula stepped off my hands. I complied, I complied crawling faster, Paula shouted, and kicked me in the ass. I tried to make it as fast as I could. My stockings were ripped at my knees, and I was crawling to the lamp on the cement base. I remained there on my knees, and for a while I knelt there, leaning back, fully exposing my breasts. The three women were discussing. From the few words I managed to catch, I understood that they were talking on what to have me do next. Finally, Gloria said, get on your feet and bring us some coffee. We'll be in the living room. I got on my feet and started walking towards the stairs. Not before we go up, bitch, Paula said. Wait until we are at the top and then start moving up. Don't you know your position is at the bottom? With that, they laughed again. It was obvious that they didn't care for an answer, so I kept silent. For the next two hours, I was humiliated in many ways. I served coffee and cookies. I sat in all four servings as a coffee table for them. I was made to lick cookie crumbs from the floor, even from Mona's shoe. My hair was used as a napkin for them to wipe their hands. When I wasn't needed, I stayed on my knees. Occasionally, one of the women would stand up and slap me two or three times on my breast or face, accusing me of not being obedient enough, failing to accomplish my duties, being useless, and similar things. In all cases, the accusations were accompanied with the words bitch, slut, and a great variant of their synonyms. Only Mona preferred to call me honey or sweetie. Finally, Paula got up, came over to me, and said, As I told you two weeks ago, I made a deal with Gloria on you, so tomorrow morning you will come to my place. There is some cleaning and tidying you should be doing. As for your fail to complete your duties today, this is what you'll have to do in return. Buy a second album, exactly the same one that was handed to you today, fill it up with family photos on the one side, and complete its ten pages. Needless to say that you should first finish your writing job with the initial album. Bring both albums with you tomorrow at my place. Mona, that had approached meanwhile, pulled my hair back fully so that I could see her and said sarcastically, Don't you worry, honey. You'll have plenty of time this evening. Tom won't be back till very late. They laughed again in satisfaction.
I was certainly very amusing to them, but the situation was a dreadful nightmare to me. I managed to pull myself together and focus on my task, so I said, I ran out of family photos. I had 50 altogether. This is your problem, bitch, Gloria said from the couch. Stop making excuses and behave yourself, you little hussy. I bowed my head and start crying again. Gloria continued, Get on your feet and help Mona and Paula with their coats. Gather the dishes and cups, wash them, dry them, and put them back into their place. Back in the living room and be careful not to make any mistakes. Then go get dressed. Pick up your stuff and get the hell out of here. You're incapable of accomplishing the simplest task. She certainly had to finish every sentence addressed to me with yet another even more degrading characterization. I got up. I had nothing better to do. At least I knew now that it was over for the time being. I helped Paula with her coat. Nine o'clock sharp tomorrow morning, she said with a smile. Then she chatted for a minute or two with Gloria and Mona, completely ignoring my presence, kissed them goodbye, and left. Mona turned to me. My coat, sweetie. For some peculiar reason, I found the sweetie and honey from Mona even more shameful than the words Gloria and Polly used to address me. I brought her coat and helped her put it on. I hope you'll enjoy your evening, she said. I will certainly enjoy mine. With that, Gloria burst into hysterical laughter. I was frozen, unable to think or move. As Gloria closed the door and returned, she literally bumped into me. Get out of my way, you silly smut. I run back into the living room and get rid of your torn stockings. You look ridiculous. I stopped and looked at my slashed knees. I could not but agree with her. I finished as quickly as possible my cleaning and tidying duties and went down to the basement. There I found my sweater and a skirt other than mine, as I guessed it was shocking short. What I didn't guess and realized as soon as I put it on was that it was split on both sides up to the stitching. Calling me slut, smut, and bitch was one thing. Being forced to get dressed as one was another. I took off my stockings and got dressed, which means the only clothing I had on was my blouse, the split skirt, and my shoes. My pantyhose were gone. What a sight. As I was walking, my pussy and my ass were fully exposed in turns. I look around for my things. My handbag was also gone, so I picked up as many as I could, leaving the rest behind and carried them along with the photo album to my car, leaving from the back door. I drove off and went to the mall. I thought of stopping at home to change, but if I had a chance to have another 50 photos printed for me today, I thought I shouldn't waste my time. I asked pleaded, even begged, and finally managed to convince the photo manager to promise to deliver the photos by 8 that evening. It took me some 20 minutes, and I had to pay him in advance the double price, but my impression was that he did his best to prolong my stay at his shop so that he could look over and over again at my exposed body. He even had me sit on a chair. He practically forced me onto it so that he could have a nice view of my pussy. Then I went to search for the photo album, it took me half an hour to locate the same type. I had the foresight to remove the right-hand side photos so that every clerk that I showed the album wouldn't make the wrong impression about me. Nevertheless, walking around the mall was a nightmare. 
Men kept speaking dirty to me, whistling. A group of teenagers even applauded. Women, on the other hand, looked at me in disgust and disapproval. An old lady even shouted at me that I will burn in hell. I was so humiliated and embarrassed. I was wishing all the time that I'd become invisible. Of course, miracles only happen in movies, so I drove home. When I got in, I realized that my kids were back from school. How was I to explain my dressing? How much time had I spent outside? I looked at my wrist, only to find out that my watch was... Sinners Erotic Stories, on the SinnersNetwork.com.